folks, it's spoiler in time. This is the show where we deep dive into the history of television and we uncover not only buried treasure, uh, but a jewel, uh, possibly, of television history, both recent and distant. Uh, we are watching old episodes of Miami Vice. Uh, we are going to talk about season five, episode two, Redemption in Blood. Even though it's episode two, it's part three of an ongoing story. But before we get to that, Brian, there's there's some fear, uncertainty, and doubt we need to deal with. Yeah, so as I went through the emails this uh, week, I, I noticed a lot of people are under the mistaken impression that, like, spoiler in time is going away or whatever. Uh, we're still going to talk about all the things that we love and that we're enjoying and watching. More of it will be in the main show, but uh, spoiler in time... Uh, we, we want to clarify that in this age of abundance, we would like to do things on purpose. Between you, me, and the wall, it'll give us an opportunity to not give rushed recaps of what comes out on Sunday night. But it'll more importantly give us thoughtful commentary on things that we watch from the past. Also, I feel like we have moved into an era where there are fewer everybody's watching it. And there's more, oh, that's a good one, that's a good one, that's a good one. And that lends itself better to being talked about either on Cord Killers in the Buried Treasure uh, segment, which we're going to expand. Like, that's where you're going to hear me talk about Lower Decks more. Uh, or in After Talk, where we can get a little spoilery and, and talk about stuff when we're really excited about it. Uh, and here, we're, we're going to, like Brian said, we're going to focus on an episode so we can give it our full attention. And, and uh, again, so, to, to peel back the curtain, there's a little bit of like, it's going to be a little bit thin for the next couple of years after the strike. Uh, and so we might as well look at old stuff <laughs> for, for, yeah, while. exactly. Cause there, there are lots of hidden gems, uh, out there and we're, we're going to look to you for suggestions, uh, on where to find those and, and talk about them. Uh, but because we were already doing this Miami vice based on guest appearances, uh, rewatch, we figured we'd stick with that to go into the new era of spoiler in time. So, Let's talk about Miami Vice season five, episode two, uh, that starts with a very long foot chase. Uh, the, the, the standout element, before we even get into talking about the events uh, of the episode to me, is how different these parts were. Part one was the end of season four. Part two was the one we, we all praised as the beginning of season five. And then this one had an entirely different flavor, even though they're all telling the story of Sonny uh, having an accident and forgetting who he is and getting caught up in a crime crime family. Right. So um, uh, Sonny pulls a full on Fred Flintstone, gets bonked on the head, thinks he's somebody else, and then later on gets bonked on the head and remembers <laughs> himself. <laughs> um, and that's fine. Uh, to be honest, uh, I, I in our uh, text thread, I asked like, should, should I go back and watch the beginning? Because I want to give all of this a fair shake. There, there's kind of two ways we could talk about this. Do we want to talk about the three-episode arc? Or do we want to talk about this particular episode? Because the three-episode arc, I kind of get that why they would do that in a world of ephemeral Friday night, you know, primetime television. Like, yeah. could, could we please do literally anything new and interesting? They wanted to have their who shot JR moment with Correct. Sonny lo losing his memory, right? That was the play with ending the season. Uh, and I think you did two parts coming back because you really wanted to like string it out. Like, will he get his memories back? He shot a cop. 
can he come back from that? Well, and, supposedly and this was, uh, pr presumably this was like Dick Wolf introducing this idea into the TV landscape at, at in what, 1989 of, or 88 of the serialized story. It can, Conti to be of, uh, continued instead oh, wow. of every instead of the procedural he was like hey i think in prime time we could have an ongoing story that's yeah. interesting now, not what? the first one but it, but very early on well and mm -hmm. uh think about look at it through this lens and as not well. be a soap opera yeah. the very first episode of season five imagine if the plan was always whatever end of season four just have reasons to uh connote to the audience that everything is about to get shaken up uh Episode one, season five, what if maybe Don Johnson was a bad guy and that was just going to be how it was now? And, and that's kind of delicious, right? It, they, they did a good job of, of like, oh, no, he really is a bad guy. Like this, this wasn't like, well, he's kind of a bad guy. I mean, he, he shot and killed people that he would never have done if he had remembered who he was. And in fact, there's a moment in this episode that I that I respect, even though it's, you know, they bonk Fred Flintstone on the head again um, and he remembers. But. It's interesting to see that uh, Sonny Crockett is weaker than Sonny Burnett. Mm -hmm. Like once you distinguish those two characters, like that's why he gets made as being a cop. It's, and he's, he's just, <laughs> can we talk we, about him getting made as a cop? Okay, though? All right. Yes. Okay. <laughs> because having, having the old man just like really heavy hand, like, Hey, yeah. Hey, Hey criminal. Be watch out for this guy. This guy's a cop. He's like the heat. The heat. <laughs> I, I, I did enjoy the unironic use of the heat. <laughs> yeah. And, well, I don't know. I, I found that to be odd because on the one hand, I'm with you, Brian. Like, Sonny wasn't strong enough in that moment. And I buy that it's because, oh, he actually is Sonny Burnett. He, he, is, he is Sonny Crockett. Sorry, not Sonny Burnett anymore. Right. But also, I didn't buy how everyone would just turn because this one guy they barely know said he's the heat. <laughs> Like, well, and and and, there's, and he's the boss. He's the boss of the organization. And they'll be like, "What? He? You said he's the heat? Wow, and let's then he, get him." It's boys. like they turn like right on a dime <laughs> yeah. too. Well, I, again, like there are certain rules for that type of programming. I, I I have too much producer brain now, where it's like I understand that it's like, oh, well, I mean, what else are you gonna do? We need we need more scenes of him kind of getting his memory back, but not getting else, his memory back for what sure. What else you could have done is, is have them go, what, he's a cop? No, he's not. And have him hesitate mm -hmm. because he's Crockett in a way that Burnett wouldn't have. And they're like, hey, maybe he is a cop, right? Like, I don't know, just a little something to, to feed it is, is, is how I would have liked I to see it. I was very glad in one of the flashbacks to see them reuse the clip where in his sunglasses oh, you can definitely see all of the production set up in the background as they blow up a car they did they and they had the meme one that, oh my God. Yep, yep. The, the whip zooms in this episode were gonna give me whiplash just <laughs> they were really inelegant for the the gravitas of what this episode is trying to put across like it's it's so like bad 70s like whoa cinematography was so good in the last episode and then we get an entirely different director and crew in this one and yeah uh, oh, is, is, is that why it happened place. because like i didn't remember i burst out laughing many times and i was like am i being disrespectful am i just loopy because it's late and like why why is it so hilarious to me that 
the moment, the most crucial moment when he gets his memory back, he just lazily grabs the <laughs> the face of the woman on him and says, <laughs> and then not. I don't think but that's not even back. when he gets it back. That's not even I don't when think he gets his memory back at that point. Wait, he, wait. he might have been getting it back, he, but he didn't okay. have it. He keeps like Whatever. getting a. It was great physical comedy, is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, it no, was it was a weird moment, funny. nonetheless. Yeah. Um, I, I, yeah, it was a little bit like on the nose when he got his memory back with the two flashbacks that were clips that were like, well, I'm Sonny Crockett and now I remember who I am or whatever they were like. And he was, says, Caitlin, were... he says the the wrong woman's name in bed. Yeah. Whoa. Um, I did find it disappointing that he just sort of wanders into the, to the police headquarters. Okay. I have a, you like know he what, doesn't Tom? call Tubbs and be like, Hey, no. I know this is a tricky situation. Let's talk it out. He just like <laughs> walks in and opens his locker. Walks and then into everyone an empty police station. <laughs> he walks in and nobody's up front. There's nothing yeah. makes it way inside. Did, did we, uh, we haven't brought up <laughs> Chekhov's Panther, right? Oh yes. Oh my. <laughs> I also, also uh, yes, we, we knew when, when a Panther was introduced in a cage that it must at some point attack someone. Uh, and how perfect for it to attack someone who is a gato. Elgato. Oh yeah. By the way, the person uh, he killed uh, earlier the in the epo he's... said, "You are a gato." So Elgato <laughs> is wearing, um, uh, I believe, the Thundercats logo. <laughs> sure, <laughs> he's, he's got like a got like a big cat medallion. Yep. yep. Elgato. What a what How a unnecessary. What a completely not needed character. What a totally all. forgettable character that was what? only there so they could do the panther joke at the end. But he was I don't I wouldn't say he's forgettable, but he is the Looney Tunes character <laughs> yes. in this very serious, very dramatic memory loss episode. Like why does he even shoot the guy? He, there, there's no point to that. <laughs> like, oh, I am a gato. You're right. Bang. Don't tell but me the, I'm drunk. I'm drunk. Death Bang. will not be in vain. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so. that actor, uh, uh, who's the actor cuz I I wonder if it's John Polito. Uh, John what? Polito. Polito was was he in the, the Miller's Crossing? Uh, uh, I, I looked. He yes. looks like the guy who says, uh, yeah, "You're giving me the high hat." A, a oh, movie about yeah, disrespect. He's Johnny Casper in Miller's Crossing. Yeah, right. So um, I actually really dug that. Uh, if you haven't seen it, the Coen Brothers they did the Big Lebowski and uh, Oh Brother Where Art Thou or whatever. But Miller's Crossing is essentially about the lengths people will go to to earn respect and. Um, uh, that was a little bit kind of for uh, that, that vibe was foreshadowed in this. Yeah, I suppose so. And, and very much a Coen brothers character in a not Coen brothers setting in well, a lot of ways. And not a Coen brothers execution. Uh, yeah. Matt, Matt Brewer, I, I eventually got used to him and kind of like uh, dug him. He, this is his episode. He has more. Yeah, I thought he was yeah. the best part of this episode. Yeah. He's, he's pretty genius. Yeah. Um, his, 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 his delivery, his acting, his, he was convincing in a way that even Sonny wasn't, uh, I'm still confused when Sonny's like, I don't remember shooting tubs. I don't remember shooting, but I remember enough to pretend to be the crime boss. And I remember my girlfriend's name and I remember I had yeah. a Panther. Remember a lot of specific uh, information post fugue yeah. state. Tom, yeah. uh, uh, I remember doing a lot of cord killers episodes. 
I don't necessarily mm. remember what I did during them. <laughs> like it's like a that flow state thing. But you're telling real. me <laughs> you remember little details uh, ab about your time as a crime boss, just conveniently not the parts where you shot and killed people. Well, uh, okay. Uh, did we, we usually edit those parts thing? out. Did, yeah, I was about to say, did I accidentally shoot and kill somebody on this program? Not that many. Not that many. So they, they might be forgettable. Okay. Yeah. Also, uh, yeah, I think we talked about it a little bit last week where this is the, the uh, Jan Hammer is no longer the composer for, for right. the show. And, uh, whoo, boy, does this new guy love guitar solos. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> Wow, man. That's one of those amazing truths that was there in front of my eyes that I didn't see until you just said those words. Yeah, <laughs> that's so true. Oh, my God. Uh, and also, uh, I, I don't know when you checked out of this episode. I checked out at about 27 minutes in about minute three of Crockett walking around Miami to music. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> were, this episode was 20 minutes long in reality because we start with a, a, a foot chase that's like the first 15 minutes. It, then we had a lot of just walking around Miami. Oh half getting his memory back. Just, I don't know. He uh, <laughs> just walks right in. He walks like, right in, but like, then they like point, they the, all stick him up immediately. Like, the, what? The, the, the script says Crockett walks, uh, cut to sizzle reel, <laughs> previous <Yeah>. seasons <laughs> of Crockett walking. Oh. Yeah, they all they all point their gun. Tubbs indicates that he doesn't believe him anymore because he busts, you know, he doesn't bust out of jail, but he, he escapes custody. Uh, mm. And then at the scene uh, of the bust that he called in, they he's like, oh, sorry, I can't stick around. I got to go do something They're like I thought none of you trusted him. You're not going to get to walk away from that. Yeah, right. It's like, uh, dude, you're a criminal. And he's like, hey, man, I need to go uh, just one errand real I quick. Move to BRB. <laughs> Yeah, I gotta, I gotta stop, I gotta stop one of my accomplices from getting arrested. This is essentially what he says. Also, uh, uh, oh yeah, he does. He literally says it. He's like, yeah. I have to protect this woman who is in on the fact that we were committing crimes. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Uh, last, I don't think in last episode we really saw Sonny drinking or doing drugs, and we see him drinking in this episode. But they really just tell us like, oh, did you know he's like a uh, what do they call it? a crack Nazi? You know, he's like wicked on crack all the time now. Just kind of shows up, just kind of happens. They just kind of totally, say I it. I totally missed that part. That's <laughs> and then, amazing. And then, then it doesn't show up again. Like, in a in a better show, maybe like Sonny would have like a rehab arc or something. Like, they would be like, oh, man, all that, all that, all that fugue coke I did. Yeah. It, it, and, and also, um, here's the thing. It's tempting to want to condemn this episode for not being great, but also, like... Look, nothing stays around forever, and Hollywood, like, everybody's dialed out, getting ready to... Uh, they have to finish making money on this franchise that they built, so I kind of don't blame them for everybody phoning it in, and everybody looking distracted, and everybody, you know... I would say so if the last episode hadn't been so much better than this episode, and it's the same plot. A billion in the same better. season, yeah. Mm. Like, e even if the task was, like, a piece of paper that said... Please make money on this franchise, sincerely, the executives. Uh, then clearly, I think we have an idea of which of the two directors was more talented on that. 
Yeah, possibly. Possibly. I, I have a note here. I'm gonna read it. I'm gonna read it as written and apologies for any feisty language. El Gato at the end of this episode is the cuck king. He is absolutely he watches. He sits there outside the outside <laughs> of the outside doors watching Sonny and the blonde lady like open mouth like big kiss big french kissing and then he's like i was watching you now i'm shooting you like <laughs> and then he's got the white gloves did you see his beautiful white silk gloves as he was shooting uh, <laughs> you, you know what so I, good uh <laughs> given that there's kind of a status thing to that i wonder if maybe joel and ethan cohen uh, 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 this episode was part of the reason they cast him in Possibly. miller's crossing yeah. a, a whole movie about status yeah hmm uh, bazookaing a boat is the only other note I have. Oh yeah. Did you okay. drop all right, something? All right. wait, 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 wait. Welcome yeah. to Brian's production corner hour. Uh, uh, okay. When you fire a rocket, your body moves <laughs> in and out. When you, when you just like, like just stand there. <laughs> hey, everything's great. There's a blown up boat. Um, yeah. yeah. The inertial dampers on that bazooka were amazing. Like, this is Miami Vice. Like, it was almost casual. None I of the mean, recoil is going to come on. <laughs> <laughs> the I mean, only the, recoil the, is from I, the audience. I think if you did this, if you did, <laughs> if you did the story arc today, I think you would. I think there's more meat on the bones of this concept. Yeah, like I agree. I think you would have really leaned into uh, to to Burnett as this like criminal savant. Like you re like you, we do see him like. Uh, uh, move up the crime the crime ladder very quickly, but I think you would have like almost like Sherlocky mind palacey done like yeah oh, the, yes. the boats you got it the boat you gotta watch out for bazookas it's because I rem like you would have why done do I have all this knowledge that makes me an amazing crime boss I have no idea but I do right yeah. I'm it, just it, a genius I guess yeah that that would be an interesting exercise is remap everything that we saw but with more nuance like. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, you know, a psychoactive drug. And uh, this is somebody who is, you know, oh, you may not know this, but you've spent 20 years practicing. You know this in and out. And, you know, what if you were trapped in that role? And, you know, a I, I would like, because amnesia is often temporary uh, when it when it does happen. I, I would have liked them to tease that. Like, you know, beneath, well, with amnesia, it should wear off eventually for, for whatever reason. And if they'd been hammering that, it would have been great instead of getting bonked on the head again, if it just came back in the middle of something and it just all suddenly started flooding in, that could have been extra dramatic. And they still could have used clips from previous episodes if they wanted. That's so funny. It, it was, I mean, yes, he did get bonked on the head again, which is our short code for, he was in an explosion two times. <laughs> uh, he was also, in an explosion that he ran away from and apparently did nothing to his face, but almost blinded him. And also, like, I really don't understand. <laughs> okay, all right, all right, hold on. Can we talk about, let's start, Brian production quarter hour. Can we talk about the <laughs> unveiling of the, uh, uh, the, the face? So the camera is wrapped in three bandages. Sure. The classic. The, it is a classic. The, it's a classic. They're yeah, implying yeah. that, that it's wrapped all around his face. And, but it's just a piece of glass and the guy peels one layer off and clearly grabs the next player and peels that one off and then clearly grabs the other one. It's, it's, oh my God, it's so. It looked, it looked like that trope looks. Yeah. That's but, like, yeah. It, it may be the, the, the Ur trope. Oh, okay. All right. Possibly not <laughs> the first, but yeah. 
Also, this Tony just totally whacked out on Delta 8. It's just such a great sight. <laughs> just seeing his ass like, oh, oh, oh my God. Sativa. That's what we get uncovered. Sativa. I, I lied when I said I didn't have any other notes. I have two more notes. Uh, one, uh, Matt Frewer, without irony, uh, tells Celeste, try the veal. <laughs> Uh, and and I, if nothing else, it proves his acting chops that, that he was able to deliver he that line. He was able line. to sell it. Yeah. Uh, and then I don't know if you noticed what was on the TV when, when Sonny was drunk. Uh, oh, and he's uh, just sitting there like and he had multiple television. There was like, there were there was some racing and there was Aussie rules football, apparently. <laughs> of course. Of course. Yeah. I'm sure that was literally the cheapest sport that they could what if, it what possibly this... was what espn was showing at, at, at that time in its history it, it, it could have been mm. but I'm, I'm guessing it was the the license free thing that they thought they could get away with yeah. what a bizarre arc what a what a what a fascinating journey of like watching a project get handed around to different people who handle yeah. it differently hmm <laughs> Yeah, I think Elgato uh, changed sexualities three times uh, across these <laughs> He's definitely wearing a blouse in the shot that we're looking at right now. Uh, he's wearing a blouse and it has the Thundercats logo the on it. The best him. fashions. <laughs> this fashion's coming back. Yeah. I, uh, also, this will be interesting to see because I, I feel like they have really tried to make the aesthetic of the show uh, very dark these past few episodes, I think because Sonny's in this like inverted oh, they, position. You're right. They, they broke Style Guide. Uh, yeah, you know, he's been wearing these big, dark suits the yep, whole time. Yep. Um, so I'm interested to see if they either keep it being a little grittier when presumably we come back next episode or if it's going to kind of stay gritty. Because I know that was something that we I, I saw rumblings of when we talked about last week's episode. And uh, to that point, next next week, uh, we will be watching the next episode. So it's no longer part of the three episode story arc although one presumes we're gonna have some fallout from sunny you know there there's at least gonna be a scene where they're like oh i'm glad you passed the internal investigation and you're reinstated sunny or, or something right i'll be curious how they handle that apparently and uh apparently yeah that is written into the season and that the execution of it was screwed up because they changed the, the shooting order or they oh, changed no, the hearing order the, 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 okay yeah. okay yeah. interesting uh, we are watching Heart of the Night or Heart of Night uh, because Rosalind Chow, best known for her roles on Star Trek and MASH, as well as the Joy Luck Club, um, will will be a guest star in this episode. And then, then we're going to have to decide, like, at this point, we're kind of invested in Miami Vice. Do we just want to unironically watch Can I just the buy the whole season? season? <laughs> Maybe I should just buy the, like, complete the season. Because that burned me last season, in season four. I bought so many episodes it wouldn't. It, it stopped offering me to finish the season for cheaper. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, we could. Let, let's talk about that in After Talk if we want to commit to the, the, the handful of episodes and just finish it all the way out. Okay. Yeah. Uh, where would yeah. they go to hear that? We could that go ahead time? and watch Heart of Night next week either way, though. Yeah. So, so don't if you're if you're listening, that that will be the watch that we talk about next week. Nice. Uh, if you want uh, to keep continuing to support this and get After Talk, where we talk about more shows, become a patron. Patreon.com slash Court and Killers uh, for as little as $2 a month. 
or less, but why? Uh, support us. Become our boss. Tell us what to do. Tell us what to watch. Patreon.com slash Killers. Thanks, everybody. We'll talk to you next time. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>